Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. My next guest is here, and I'm so excited to talk to this young brother. Benjamin Thomas is an engineer, producer, and mixer from Philadelphia, PA, a graduate of Temple University in 2018. He graduated with a degree in entrepreneurial studies and innovation management. And Mr. Thomas has kind of carried that ethic into his work in the hip hop, R&B and gospel music genres, helping to shape the sound of Philadelphia's music scene. Prior to 2018, Ben had the opportunity to engineer the hit song Insecure, which featured Jasmine Sullivan, yay, and Bryson Tiller, um, as well as work on Brian McKnight's album Genesis. I could go on, but this brother has been doing his thing. I mean, he's really been doing his thing. He's, he's had the opportunity to work with Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Future, Travis Scott, Nicki Minaj, Friday, I mean, amongst so many others, this brother works across genres, is 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 a triple threat when it comes to sitting behind the boards. I want to welcome to Evening Words, Mr. Ben Thomas. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for the intro. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you well. Good afternoon, good Perfect. brother. Good Perfect. afternoon. <laughs> and, and, and listen, and, and look, congratulations on on all your success. You're young, bruh, and so it's <laughs> it's stunning to... Uh, to, to see that success. But I think before we kind of dive in, cause I want to talk a little bit how, about, about, about your studio and why it's important for, for, for a place like Philadelphia to have something like after five studios. But before we dive in, can you just talk a little bit about your versatility? I mean, you know, you, you've been, you know, hard rock, you know, uh, country, uh, gospel, <laughs> hip hop, R&B. Yeah. I mean, t- I mean, a lot of times people come into the industry and they, they, they choose a lane. Like I'm going to, engineer or, or or produce this kind of music is it because you're an engineer that makes you more versatile or talk a little bit about about how you approach this kind of wide range of music genres that, that you do your work in yeah no problem um you know i've just been blessed to have a lot of different opportunities and i kind of just go with whatever comes and so um you know i you know through working with uzi he's such a versatile artist um we worked on everything, you know? And so on his most recent album, you know, we have everything from this rock songs to, you know, there's the Jersey club songs to, you know, there's even some, some rock and some metal songs. And, you know, that's how even through working on those, that's how I was able to um, end up, you know, with having the number one spot on the hard rock producer charts one for a week, which was really dope. And then, but I mean, I, I just listen to a ton of music and I just take as many opportunities that come my way. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I started off working in the R and B, gospel world because that's just what's predominant here and you know the amazing mentors that i have that's what they were working on mm-hmm. uh, but i just pride myself in what well, i kind of describe it as almost having no vibe like you know, i'll fit into whatever <laughs> you know this puzzle piece can be molded we can fit it into mm-hmm. uh, whatever whatever puzzle it whatever shape it needs to be mm-hmm. to get the job done a variable vibe it's a variable vibe it, yeah. it, it, it can vary so being professional at the end of the day for me I, I take my job very seriously and i take professionalism very seriously especially in an industry that can be a little unprofessional it can really make you stand out mm-hmm. uh, by taking it seriously and being professional i mean did you when you were did you always kind of know this is the space you wanted to be in like you know was it what did it hit you when you were at temple or were you like a middle school kid like wanting to get behind the no. boards? So somewhere in the middle. So I did make my first songs. Um, I got introduced to audio in middle school. I, you know, I've been recording songs with friends since high school, but I also, you know, all throughout high school and college, I, you know, I wanted to work on wall street or, you know, do like the, <laughs> the, the, the either finance or consulting, you know, I had multiple internships throughout college. You know, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, um, in college at uh first trust financial resources here, 
um, in Philly doing wealth management stuff, making spreadsheets. You know, I interned at Deloitte. Wow. Um, I got a full time job offer from a couple of different places, and I ultimately turned them down to continue to pursue music full time um, after graduation. Well, talk so to us about that decision, bro. So, so, yeah. so you kind of coming up in the in the finance world. You're graduating from Temple. You get the job offer. Talk to the audience about the decision you're doing. That's 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 not a that's not a risk averse decision, right? So no, no, and I can't take credit for that. You know that that solely comes from my mother. You know she's the best person ever. She's been um, pushing and supporting me this whole time, and you know even the opportunity to to turn that down that came from her. She you know usually you would think parents would do the opposite, but uh, she saw the drive and passion. You know, I built a studio in her in her basement when I was in high school, right? Wow. Um, but ultimately what it came down to was traditional opportunities like that are always, they always exist. And as I said, I've been doing music since I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. even, uh, even the insecure song with Jasmine that came out my sophomore junior year of college. Right. Wow. Um, I was working with her all throughout the time I was in college and I had built a little bit of momentum for myself and it just felt like, um, these types of opportunities are very time sensitive. And it, it felt like it, if not now, then when, cause oftentimes people are, you know, they'll say, I'm going to take the job, save the money and right. quit, but nobody ever quits. Right. You know, right. You, call golden you get caught up in the right. Ra- that's right. You get caught up in the yeah. race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get caught up in the rap race. Um, you know, lifestyle creep, like, you know, every time you get a raise, you, you gradually uh, improve your lifestyle. And so it just becomes very difficult to walk away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm very thankful because even, you know, it was rough for, you know, couple years even after making that decision you know I, a lot of my success has come over the past two years but that's just a testament to the work but mm-hmm. i'm happy with the decision that i made and the place that i end up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean that's it's it's it really is an amazing story brother that's why we really wanted to talk to you what, talk a little I bit about you your, having me here of course man talk a little bit about your experience in philadelphia you know because sometimes and you know this you know I, i'm a hip-hop head and i've been around philly for a long time and and sometimes the rap on philly is that we never really embrace our own talent um, it's very difficult to be homegrown here without like stepping outside the city to get some acknowledgement and then coming back in and, and maybe it will help us understand like, well, like, how did you meet Jasmine Sullivan? How did you meet Lil Uzi Vert? You're meeting like superstars, right? But, but what has yeah. been your, has that been your experience? Like what's been your experience in coming up in, in Philadelphia in the really complicated and, and, and often competitive, uh, uh, music scene here? Um, a lot of all of those relationships, you know, are a testament to, living here and going to college here because i'm not from philly right i'm from new york i moved here uh right before uh, i went to high school mm-hmm. um but you know i call this place my home i still live here now mm-hmm. um a lot of that just came from being in a unique position where uh i was one of the only you know younger guys with the drive and the passion and mm-hmm. a lot of the uh older producers and artists here really just took me under their wing you know i i owe so much to you know people like chill moody you know he's one of my best friends but yeah. um I'm trying to get Chill Moody. I'm trying to get Chill Moody on here. Ben, you got a co-sign me. I'm trying to get Chill Moody on these airwaves. Not a problem. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's, it's been a blessing, you know, meeting him freshman year of college and he opened the door to a lot of this. You know, he's the one that introduced me to Anthony Bell, who's the one that got me into his studio and taught me a lot, got me in with Jasmine. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Chill also introduced me to, you know, to our attorney and our other business partner, Jason. Uh, and through Jason and his partner, um, Ness, that's how I was able to get in with Uzi and, you know, it just, wow. Then I, that's how I got in with Meek was through that. It's just those, right. those connections, but it, it, it ultimately came back to, you know, being here at a unique time and just showing that I have the hunger and the drive and the passion is willing to do the work. And, um, and now I'm, you know, hopefully in a position where I can extend those types of opportunities to others. You know, that, that's my plan. 
I love that. I love that story. So really what you're saying is it's the grit and the hard work. I mean, it's the hundred percent, you know, intuitiveness. I, this skill came with time, mm-hmm. uh, to develop it. But you know, if, if you don't have that, that drive, I say often, like if you, if you can't live, you can't want an extraordinary life without putting an extraordinary amount of work, right? Mm-hmm. If you want extraordinary results, you have to put in an extraordinary amount of work. You know, there's, I mean, I made it to the top of the charts, right? When I was right. with Uzi, I told you I'm, I was the number one producer at one point, right? Like if you want to get there, right, you have to do a lot of work. You can't not, you know, the skill and stuff is great. Kobe was amazingly skilled, but he also worked, he worked, he worked harder than everybody. Yeah. It is, and Ben, I'm exactly. sorry, it is, it is extraordinarily refreshing to hear that from a young person's soul, right? Because I think sometimes like when people see success in the world, you know, they're not always aware of like how hard it is to, 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 to get there. Like I, I, and, and I, I find this challenge a lot when mentoring folks, like they'll see somebody and say, Hey, I want to be like that person and not really be able to wrap their head around like what it takes to, 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 to get to that point. Kobe is an excellent example. RIP Kobe, excellent example, which is very skilled, but also worked harder than everybody else. Like, like Jordan before him, very skilled, yeah. but worked harder and sometimes people don't understand like the difference between you and someone who you see is successful sometimes is literally just the grit and time they put into doing what they're doing sure. yeah it's the amount of work uh ultimately the other thing i mean i also think being a good person um matters a lot i mm-hmm. think it uh i mean it's i believe it's the right thing to do i also believe that it lowers the the bar of talent Right. Like mm. if, if you're a terrible person that people don't want to be around, you have to be so incredibly <laughs> good at what you do that people will want to put up with you. Right. But if you're a right. good hang, you're a good person, you do right by people. It just lowers the bar. Not saying you still don't have to be very skilled and very talented, but it's just an easier path, mm-hmm. you know, by doing it the right way, at least for me. Right. It's opened a lot of doors um, mm-hmm. just by being a good person, being reliable, being somebody that you know, people want to be around. Um, I learned that from a young age. You know, it's a testament to my amazing family, you know. Shout out to the Thomas family. Ben, you, you know, oh, yeah. so help our audience understand the different hats you wear, right? So you're an engineer, sure. but you're also a producer. You're a mixer. Like there are different things you're doing behind that board. Give yeah. us a sense of like what those things are. And do you have a favorite lane to play in? Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, over the course of my career, I've played lots of different roles, um, in the music industry. The main ones are engineering. So engineering is just, um, it's involved with the recording and the creation of creating of the song. So. But while I might have not been the one like, you know, playing the keyboard or, mm-hmm. or, you know, programming the beats or writing the songs, I was the ones, you know, sitting at the computer, making sure everything's recorded correctly, setting up the microphones, but also doing all the edits and all the cool beat effects and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Right. Um, mixing is, is more so the process of some, somebody already recorded and produced their song. They believe that their song is done. They send it to me to get me to make it sound better, mm-hmm. make sure the levels are balanced, make sure everything is cleaned up. Um, properly making sure that the correct effects are where they are and then you know when we're talking about larger artists it's also my job to interface with the label and make sure that all the correct files are delivered whether it's clean edits instrumental edits acapella edits all that type of stuff Mm -hmm. and then production is uh when i get to put my creative hat on and you know be creative in the studio with people whether you know it's making beats or collaborating with other producers musicians artists songwriters and whatnot Uh, in terms of the favorite um mixing is probably my favorite honestly that that's uh the direction i don't really do a ton of engineering anymore mm-hmm. um that's the direction that i'm steering my career towards that's what i enjoy doing that's what i feel like i'm skilled at mm-hmm. you know i love getting files from somebody getting a song from somebody and you know taking it apart and and doing the best i can to make it sound better and, and deliver them a product that you know that they can be proud of and help 
help refine their vision a little bit so that, you know, we can make sure that the song translates, whether it's played in a stadium or whether it's played on an iPhone, you know. Amazing. So each one of those hats, sir, require an extraordinary level of attention to detail. And so so talk a little bit. I mean, it's it makes sense to me that you can go from looking at financial spreadsheets to 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 mixing down a, a complicated recording. But do you think that's part of where you've perfected your skill and just just the attention to detail and being able to do the kind of minutia required to get a good mix and get the right sound for these top selling artists? I think it's just a testament to practice, mm-hmm. consistent, deliberate, intentional practice. You know, I, I've been making songs consistently since I was 14. I've probably made five to 7,000 songs at this point. Right. Wow. And so because of that, it's just, you get better, you get better at anything by doing right. I try Um, to tell people about this, about writing, bro. Trust me. I try to tell people about this, about writing, but yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a post that, you know, it circulates around LinkedIn. I I can't remember uh, exactly who to attribute it to, but Mm. it's something along the lines of like, Thinking about the thing is not doing the thing. Reading about the thing is not doing the thing. Saying you're going to do the thing is not doing the thing. Planning that you're going to do the thing is not doing the thing. The only thing that's doing the thing is actually doing, doing it. Thing. Right. Mm. And so, you know, I, I do all those things, right? I, I read a lot. Correct. Um, I read the articles. I've watched the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been blessed. One, one of the things that I'm, you know, feel the most blessed in is over the years, you know, being able to turn people I looked up to on the internet and watch videos about into friends and mentors mm-hmm. who I can call upon and ask questions. You know, I, I, I lean on those people, people, you know, even people from Philly, like Don Cannon, you know, he's been an amazing mentor and mm-hmm. helped point my career um, up to this point. And all those things are great, but it, doing the thing is the only thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. working on songs is the only way you get better That's um, and failing and, and having experiences where you work on a song, you send it to somebody and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm. and they fire you and they hire somebody else, right? Mm. But those things are important to get better and to refine your skills. And that's the on, only doing the thing is the only thing that's gonna, you know, help you get better. Mm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about After Five Studios. You know, um, yeah. you know, I've, I've been around here long enough to to know the value of what Sigma Studios meant uh, to to the city of Philadelphia, and 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 obviously what Gamble and Huff were able to do. But talk about your vision for After Five and why it's important because a lot of folks they look at they look at the studio model. A lot of folks in the industry look at the studio model as like kind of an outdated model, right? Like everyone just kind of yeah. works out of their home. Talk about the vision for After Five, why you started and why it's important. Um, in, 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 yeah, in I mean, so originally yeah, I worked out of, out of my home for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just don't personally enjoy that. Um, I like the notion of going to work and going home. <laughs> you know, if you, if you came to my house right now, other than like, you know, I have one of my Grammy certificates on the wall. Other than that, you would have no clue what I did. Like there's no instruments. There's no, there's no wow. nothing, right. Um, I leave work at work and home at home. old school. That's uh, old school, Ben. That's me, old school, brother. That's yeah, old school. I'm, old, yeah, I'm old school, man. I'm old. We could look, I listen to a lot of the old records. We could, we could talk about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but, uh, I ultimately for me, I needed a new space and originally it was just supposed to be a space for me to work, but it kind of blossomed into something more. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during the pandemic, I was able to bring, you know, some friends in and uh, hire them, you know, get them paid to work with people. Um, right now, currently, it's, it's just me and one other person. His name is Julian Harris. He's an amazing guitar player, also an amazing engineer and producer. Mm-hmm. He kind of oversees the space. He does a lot of the sessions. And I kind of use the space now um, to mostly do... Because most of the work I do is, is remote at this point, mm-hmm. um, since I don't do a ton of recording and stuff. But I do have people come in here and there. Um, but, but my favorite thing about the space, you know, especially... Um, when you know we were we had more staff and we had you know a couple extra rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing was um, the space became very comfortable 
for people who don't normally feel comfortable in studios. Um, hmm. You know, I don't. I, I know you guys can't really see right now, but uh, oh yeah, you know, we can see you. We got we got for... we got a face. We got a Facebook oh, feed. We can see. Yeah, we can see. Perfect. Okay, yeah, so I'm yeah, here. Yeah. You can you you can see. Yeah, we're on the third floor. We have windows. Um, mm-hmm. We have plants. My plants aren't doing too good, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take my camera down for a second. You can kind of see. Yes. around the space a little bit and okay. then we have our live room over here oh that's um, great it looks i thought well. that was your home ben I, it looks like no, a home no. right no, that's this the, is the studio. studio space that's awesome yeah so um i it became a space where often marginalized groups felt very comfortable mm. so uh you know we had we had a large clientele of women women of color mm. um you know people from the lgbtq community mm. you know felt very comfortable here and that was something that was uh very important to me because I I operate, you know, from a place of respect and acceptance, and I wanted my space to do the same. And I felt, you know, incredibly blessed that we were able to, and still are able to provide that value mm-hmm. uh, in the community. You know, it's like any business. You know, you you see a you see a, a gap in the market, and mm. you, know, you do your best to try to fit in there. But you know, like I said, now we're more. Uh, it's more of like a private facility at this point, where I do most of my work, and you know, Julian brings his clients as well. And then, you know, we do a ton of, we do a ton of mentoring. You know, I, you had called a couple hours ago. I, I've had two high schoolers with me all month. That's amazing. Um, you know, we have students come in. We've had tons of interns and, um, you know, whether it's high school students or college students, you know, we mm-hmm. really try to provide as much opportunity and learning and growth as possible. Um, that's something that's very important to me. I, I try to take every opportunity, you know, if it's, Hey, can you come talk to my class? Can you come to this school? That's mm-hmm. cool. I, I, I really enjoy that. Um, you know, I, I do a bunch of work with uh, an organization here, uh, getting the max out of life. It's uh, Maxwell Brown. He mm-hmm. does a lot of mentorship with uh, young black men in the schools here, and you know, just tries to guide them in the right direction. You know, that's I love incredible, to go and talk and, brother. That and is share the experiences because you know, I, I work on songs that they listen to. That's right. You know, and so it, and I'm not much. I mean. It's crazy to, as the years go by, I don't know how much longer I could say that I'm not much older than them. Right. Um, right, right, right. You know, right. for a little bit longer, I guess. So you are to, still um, a very young man, a very successful. Thank uh, you. Uh, uh, I, I think it's man. really important for me to continue to help because, you know, I, I grew up, you know, just my mom, single mom, you know, mm-hmm. amazing family, but I understand that, um, I've been incredibly lucky. You know, I've always gone to the best schools and mm-hmm. had scholarships and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I understand fully that you know if you if you play my story a hundred other times 90 something other times it goes in the opposite direction mm. and i think it's important for me to try to change a couple of those if i can mm-hmm. even if that's not in direct contact even if that's just coming here and sharing my that's story right. and sharing the ups and the downs and the struggles and the you know being real and honest about those things it's, it's really important to me that's incredible brother and listen i'm gonna get you out on this one but listen you gotta come back on it you gotta come back bro you you gotta come Anytime, back to, 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 to words. but i'm gonna let you get out here on this one just, just talk about how which what you see for yourself in the in the future like what are some of your goals you've accomplished a lot at, at, at yeah. this point and so i i'm sure you're really savvy and strategic about how you think about your direction going forward. Obviously, you're going to focus a little bit more on, on mixing and mixes. And I think that gives you a lot of versatility yeah. and longevity. But what else do you see for yourself in the, in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I've been blessed at an early age to have earned most of the tangible, you know, I mean, you can you can see them. Yeah, like, I see the most plaques. of the tangible. We see, we see the plaques on the wall, bro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And ultimately, those things don't bring as much fulfillment as people think. But I, I can say that from a privileged position of having them. Mm-hmm. When I didn't have them, I strived for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me now, it's all about uh, just lifestyle design at this point, right? Mm. Catering my work to, to the lifestyle that, that I, I want to live. What does that look like? 
um, and what sacrifices are, are you willing to make to, to make those things happen? You know, um, and what opportunities are you taking and which ones are you passing mm-hmm. to do that? And just continuing to be a good person, you know, um, be good to my family and friends and help inspire other people. But that's really it. I, I don't try to say like, I want to, I try to keep all of my goals to things that I can control. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, when I, when I, you know, the biggest record I work on is, is the just want to rock one with Uzi. Like we did that in 20 minutes in somebody's living room, Amazing. right? I had no control over it becoming incredibly successful. So I can't make goals like that because you're going to just let yourself down. Right. Wow. Because most of the songs that I worked on that were like, this is the one, those are never the one. <laughs> but what I can control is my work ethic, being a good person, you know, putting myself in positions to win. Um, and, building us a life that I feel good and proud of and that, you know, my mother can feel proud of too. And those are things I can control. And so that's what I focus on. Bro, we are super proud of you. Thank you for, 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 for talking with us here on evening words. We hope no we can give you Thanks back soon. Safe travels to you, brother. And uh, we'll, you, we'll be back in your inbox with another media request sometime soon. You've been listening to word radio on demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM and online at wordradio.com. 